Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick. Not a huge party guy, you know. I'm, I kind of like um, I'm like a once every nine months type of guy. But, yeah. but when I go, I have fun. You know there what you I mean? Go. So especially if it's only so often, you gotta have fun, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, you know what it is, B Smith. You know what it is. What that party situation is? Partying, it's more fun when you go when you have like an accomplishment. Yes. So like when you feel good about yourself, you, you know, have something to celebrate. Yes, because going every weekend, it like kind of like dilutes. You know what I mean? It doesn't like it, it lowers the value of it because it's like okay, what are we celebrating here? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, for example, like, you know, you even just being able to be normal stuff after your neck injury, that's something to go celebrate about. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Coaching your team does good. You know, coaches feel good. Go out. That's something to celebrate about. You know, mm -hmm. you have the podcast or whatever. You go have a nice little turn up because you got the, like, these are cool, cool things yeah. to turn up for. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and if you got it, you know, I don't, I don't know if how you move with the legal thing, you know, a little one, two, you know what I mean? I don't smoke. It's not my thing. I don't smoke. I don't even drink like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but you know, hey, do, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? So, I can neither confirm uh, nor deny ah, yeah, yeah. the following statements. <laughs> I mean, it's legal, but it's just yeah. not, it's, it's just not for me. You know, yeah, fair enough. The, the reason why I, the reason why I don't smoke actually has nothing to do with like, like I, I don't know enough about it to be mm -hmm. like yes or no yeah. the reason why i don't smoke is because of like when i grew up basically like in a projects and stuff and like i've lived in like family shelters like i lived at the donald buildings like i've been around ottawa mm -hmm. h block like been around a lot of different places so um so the reason why is because i've seen like such like a little like a little herb plant looking thing you know what i mean literally like ruin families and yeah. lives and shit so it was yeah. like kind of sitting back i'm like okay i'm not gonna roll with this you know what i mean and yeah. um and then from there as well because like I deal with kids from the ages of like 12 to 19. Mm -hmm. It's like, I can't, I can't, I have to be about everything that I say. Like I can't be, have anything that's contradicting. Yeah. So even who I associate myself with, um, who I'm, yeah, who I'm around, mm -hmm. uh, what I'm teaching and stuff like that needs to be in line with my own values, yeah. right? You can't teach anything exactly. you don't do. Yeah. And so I'm big on that too, man. Like practice yeah. what you preach. If someone's telling me something, yeah. Like, yo, you better do X, Y, and Z. Mm. And then I see them doing the opposite of X, Y, mm. and Z. I'm like, well, you had you had value and, and you had value in what you were saying and I was yeah. listening to you, but then I saw you do that. And it kind of just yeah. diminishes the things you said. Like, I'm not going to take yeah. you seriously. So it, it, I'm, I'm really happy to well, hear you saying that, well, especially like, dealing with kids. Yeah, and it's like it's like coaches in the community, right? Like, you know the difference between a guy that actually played at a high level mm -hmm. and the guy who sort of was back up and yeah. freaking and cap and all of a sudden mm -hmm. now he's coaching or whatever. Like, you, yeah. the reason why you can teach kids routes and you're such a good technician at receiver and stuff, I mean, you can coach other positions because you've always been... You weren't the, the crazy athletic yeah. guy, kid that's dunking out the gym and able to just moss everybody. That wasn't you. But... B. Smith was a technician. Mm -hmm. B. Smith could run the routes, catch a football. People want to say possession receiver, whatever. It doesn't matter. They, you catch know. a damn ball. You labels know what I mean? are labels. So you know what I'm saying? Screw the labels. So with you, you know, you were one of the most crisp route runners. And you catch, you could catch a football, and you had a very good IQ. Thank you, man. I appreciate. No, because I, I would see the DBs. They get pissed because they see. You just gotta keep going and catching the ball and stuff because you knew you knew it's like simple things though, right? Te 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 like people think like technique is like crazy things. Yeah, it's actually small things, mm -hmm. like like getting low out of your breaks, mm -hmm. not going too wide, staying within your box, le learning how to cut on straight lines in in ninety, right? You, mm -hmm. You're cutting in ninety wherever you're going. If you're turning, it's a straight line. I mean, yeah. obviously it changes up, but mm -hmm. you know you know yeah, what I'm saying because you don't want to round your steps and stuff. Yeah. So. It's very uh, simple things. But yeah, so for the camera, this thing's on and rolling. I, this is the camera right here. <laughs> it's rolling. This guy was a dog. Thank this you. guy was one of the best auto receivers. Don't let anybody, if you didn't hurt his neck, you, you would see him in the CFL right now. No cap. Maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Straight up. Thank you. So no, I just had to make that clear, you know, for the camera and stuff. Thank you know, you. I know you won't speak on that, you know, you know what I'm saying, but... So we're talking about me a little bit there. I want to talk a little bit about, about you right. before we get into the program. So all right, let's do it. Let's do it, man. You were always one of my favorite players to play with. Yeah. And one of my least favorite to play against. I appreciate Because that. your style was, you're always a head cracker. Oh, yeah. You would, you would kill guys, man. Like, oh, yeah. Appreciate that. Go for the, for the big hits. But like yeah. you said, like, like you said, how I was kind of smart when I played. But I found yeah. that you were also in control when you had to be, right? So yeah. it wasn't just aggressive chaos 24 7 no. like you were making picks yeah and, and stripping the ball and like yeah still making in really smart plays. so yeah, i appreciate that one thing man. i, I kind of wanted to touch on was yeah. how do you feel about the way that 
football in general is moving for your position that you used to play in DB? How I, hard is it today to play DB? I, hey, well, the thing is in high school, because you know Ottawa, a lot of times they, they don't really know how to transition us well. So they put us at different positions, right? So, for example, um, like I was a linebacker, Sam, well, even mm -hmm. the Canadian game is different too. Yeah, so, true. so a safety is like a Sam backer. Yes. It's similar, the strong safety position. So I played. Sam's a, like a nickel. Egg, yeah. Same thing. So, yeah, so I was playing um, at that spot there. But I love where the game's going now because now it's like, it's it's changed up, so it's like almost like any guy can play any position, sort yeah. of. You know what I mean? And it's it's requiring more uh, more attributes, more skills that you have to work on. Mm -hmm. I like the high pace and stuff like that, but I think there is a point to where you got to get back to the basics. Yes, I think um, in college athletics and stuff, it's great, but the, but the issue is is that the high schools are just trying to do everything the colleges are trying to do. But when you do that, you're not teaching the the basic techniques and stuff like. You want to do all these read option stuff before you teach a simple handoff or a simple, mm -hmm. you know, off tackle run, stretch zone, whatever concept you got. You know what I mean? For yeah. zone, you know, take that thing, make, you know, cut here, cut here. It's very simple. Like, it's not crazy things, but yeah. they're simple techniques. Even with the blocking now, you see in football, man, there's no, there's no blocking anymore. Defense, I mean, the de defensive ends are athletic. Don't get me wrong. But the reason is, is because, because they're doing so much read option and quick passing stuff, you don't got to teach anything anymore. But then when you get to the next level, you can do the quick pass, but that DN's going to get there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and even for runs and stuff, like look at, um, for example, uh, in, in the NFL, some of the top teams in the playoffs were running teams. San Francisco. San Francisco. Super all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, Baltimore, you know Baltimore, what I mean? Yeah. And Baltimore is not just a read option team. They run the football too mm -hmm. properly. So, you, you know, I mean, yeah. not, there's different ways to run it, but nonetheless. So I think that's where, um, where the issue is because, when, for example, when you're a coach, um, and, and developing players, your job is not your job is not actually to uh, do the biggest things and 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 win championships. That that that's great or whatever. But that's gravy. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's extra. But mm -hmm. your job is actually to develop kids yes. to be safe. Right. Safe. Safety is first. And by doing that, you got to teach the proper techniques, the, the basics. Right. That are going to keep them safe. And on top of that, too. Your job is to develop, you have to develop character mm -hmm. and you have to develop those, those basics. So, mm -hmm. for example, with, with the character, right? We can, we can line up and throw screens all day to the biggest guy. And yeah, go ahead and win and stuff. But you need to, when you run like different, when you're running like, for example, like in between the tackles and stuff, yep. there's a lot more like, how do I say it? Like when you're doing stuff like that and even on defense, when you, when you got a call and everybody's on sync, there's much more team aspect, mm -hmm. right? It's a leadership and stuff like that. I mean, the quick pass to the biggest kid is good and everything, but what are you what are you doing to to develop your players to play at the next level? Because, for example, like okay, you're throwing screens here, doing this little read option thing, but half your receivers can't even run exactly. slants or digs and stuff, right? Yeah. And even for that receiver that you're throwing all the screens to, when yeah. he gets to the next level, that's not gonna fly. He's gonna get right? smoked. He won't. Yeah. A, he probably won't be that guy right away at least, yeah. unless mm -hmm. he's a crazy stud right yeah. out of the box. But B, mm -hmm. even if he is that guy, yeah. what if they ask him to run a dig? Oh, yeah. All he's been running is, is goes and, and hitches, goes and hitches, right? Yeah. So that's a really important point. No, and we, we, we've seen those guys. We've seen um, those guys that just run those one, two routes and stuff. They don't last. Yeah. It's you very know? rare. Unless unless you're like a Des Bryant guy or Randy Moss. Yeah. Randy Moss, like you can get away with it. You yeah. know, there's only, those only come every couple of generations type yeah. thing, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, and then even in coaching, I think the other thing too is... Um, you know, when you have somebody that did it, the kids, the kids in Ottawa can tell. Yeah, they know. They know that a lot of coaching in the city is horrible. If you want to be honest, they know. That's why they see guys like Coach Jean Guillaume, who's actually like doing things the right way and bringing yeah. that Montreal swagger. And mm. you know, Coach Jean, it's funny. Like this guy's going down to the states, and like the coaches are asking him questions and stuff because they know the kids that he's been sending down, and they know the way he does things. And even like everybody in the city, they all want to work with Kojan because he's the one that actually knows the techniques and has all mm -hmm. has the connections. Yep. You know, you even got programs like like Gridiron that have um, that are, are getting kids to the states. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They they are providing these recruiting services and stuff to kids. You know, and they bring in coaches. So it's like you have different people around the city that are doing um, doing different things to get the kids out. There's just uh, you know everybody's got their own um, uh, ways of doing it. I would yeah. say. You know, me and Kojan are more on the side of, uh, you know, just helping the kids. We're not mm -hmm. really focused on the, the money aspect. But, yeah. I, but I get that businesses are business, yes. right, at the same time. Of but course, yeah. but we do this from the heart. We're, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So because the reason why, like, I started my program, for example, is because um, Kojan, like, when I, you know, like, when I was in grade 12 and I got hurt, it was kind of like, like every coach in the city did for me. 
like all those Panthers coaches, all those different guys around the city that told me they get me here, here, they're, they're all lies, they're all fakes, straight up. Because why is it when I'm when I'm not hurt, you're coming to me, but then when I'm hurt, I can't even get a call from you. Yeah. You don't even answer my call or yeah. text. So, you know, um, and it's not like yo, like for real. Like when I was, you know, I was one of the best guys in the city. I was supposed to make it out. Yeah. So, when I got hurt, everybody left, and the one person who stayed with me it was like five and a half years of rehab, seven surgeries. Like, bro, I've been like I've seen like twenty five surgeons, man. Like it's been a crazy, yeah. it's been a crazy story. But the only one that stayed throughout that whole time is Kojan. And um, the great thing about Kojan is. is Never charged me a dime. There you go. Never charged me a dime. I mean, this guy, I can't say enough about him. This guy honestly saved my life because me, I was about to head to the streets for real because I didn't know what was going on with my life. And when you're when you're a young kid from the hood and you football's done shit, what I gotta go do. Yeah. So that's a big problem. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. So uh, Kojan came through, you know, saved me, bro. Like this guy, man. Like I'm telling you, when I was doing my rehab at St. Pat's, St. Pat's let me go and do the rehab, some of my rehab there. Like this guy would like literally sit there for like 20, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, just watching me like walk. And like I would literally be walking, like and looking back to see if he's still paying attention, because I'm getting bored, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And this guy's like this he's the there. whole time. He's like this. And then if I walk probably he's like, hey Jim! No, and I'm like, shh. <laughs> You got the you got the voice on you got the voice on point. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, I've been, been around him for a long time. Oh, I've man. been around him since I was sixteen, man. I know I've lived with Kojan too. Okay. When I needed a place, Kojan gave me his house to stay at. So you know what I mean? This mm -hmm. guy is this guy's the most legit guy in Ottawa. He's yeah. he's the one I rock with and, and he's the one my program works closely associated with. Um he has the fighting maroons. Yep. Oh, that team's coming. Fighting Maroons? Mm, so what league what league will the, the fighting maroons be playing in? They're gonna play teams in Montreal. Okay. They're going to play teams in Montreal. Um, you know, we got respect for the Ottawa teams and stuff like that. It's just that because of the kids that are going to be in the program, we need to play higher competition. Yeah. Because look at St. Matt's, for example. I mean, when they had all the guys, when they weren't sending guys to Kerwater and all this stuff, getting them D1 scholarships, mm -hmm. they had all the talent in the city because kids, well, first of all, they lived there, right? You know, like they lived in the area. Yeah. Kids weren't illegally transferring over. You know, you can... Whoever get mad at me, you know, it's okay. You know, you can check everything was done by, you know, by the books, you know what I'm saying? So those kids lived in the area, so I'm sorry. But, um, but um, so those kids were staying there, and he just blew out every team, like, 40, 60 points. There was a game where they would put up, I think it was, they stopped counting after 60 points, and I think they, they would have had, like, 130 points, 140 Jeez. in the game. It's like vintage St. Pete's. Exactly. Back in the, the J. King, Tyrone. Oh, yeah, when they had, yeah. Jay King, Tyrone Pierre. Oh, sorry. Hueso. Hueso. Yeah, Hueso. Um, they had Alex Johnny, yeah. uh, Ruben Charles. Mm -hmm. um, what was that linebacker? Daniel? Um, Woo! Yeah. And the other running back. The, the, the guy that's big now. The big running back. He's light-skinned dude. He's, young, he's older than them. Dude, you know he played for Bengals Isaiah too before. Isaiah Harris. Yo, Isaiah Harris was yeah. the most hand running back I ever seen, if you, bro. If you met him one-on-one, -on -one, that's dude, what I... Dude, I used to be 12 years old. <laughs> Orleans Bengals practice. He played, I think, on the Dukes or whatever. I used to sit there after practice for an hour and just watch this guy. Scared out of my mind. They would do one-on-one -on -one nutcracker. He would body everybody. I was like, oh my God, stop doing that too. Some good genes, man. You ever seen his dad, Rick Harris? Oh, that guy's... Oh, yeah. That's a scary man. That's his son. You met the yeah, big that's his big son. boy. Yeah. So you you remember uh, you remember when we played uh, uh, senior varsity, uh, the O and eight team. I, 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 I left the team because yeah. it was horrible. I left it before training camp. So, I couldn't I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. and you were right. We went O and eight. But, I knew it. So as yeah. you, I don't know if you you heard the story or if you remember mm. this, but during that season, the last game of the year, we played mm. the Markham Raiders. Uh, and they had a guy, Marcus Akarakis, who actually ended up going to Laurier, yeah. had a great career there. Um, but he was, I think it was a cumulative record over the season of receptions in a season. Mm. I think he needed like six to break the record. Yeah. So in the third quarter, or maybe it was early fourth, yeah. he gets his like seventh and then eighth reception on a drive. They go and they score. Sure. We're going to lose anyway. We're already down by like three touchdowns. Yeah. But I think when he, they broke the record, their whole team was like celebrating and like the defense is coming off the field cheesed. And when they scored, our other safety should have been, could have been, and should have been you, but our other yeah. safety gets off the field, and I think he bit on like a. Was it Nate, route. Nate Hamlin or something? No, we, it wasn't Nate Hamlin. It was, it was a little short guy. I don't remember his name. We weren't, we weren't very good. You guys didn't even recruit. 
Oh, my bad. Nah, no, we weren't. We weren't that. We were not very good at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he he messed up his assignment, which led to the touchdown. Yeah. And then he gets off the field, and Rick, who was the DC, starts like reaming him out. He's yeah. pissed off, right? He's the DC. You're supposed to have deep third. Blah, 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 blah. You're supposed to, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, yeah. dude is hearing this, and he's like, "Man, I'm not trying to hear this. We're already 0 and 8. Yeah. What's what's another touchdown? So he starts firing back at Rick, oh. and then they're going back and forth. At this point. One of our backup linebackers comes over and starts arguing with Rick. Wow. Uh, I, I won't say I'll, I'll tell you the name after. Yeah, yeah, just because yeah. I don't want to put it out there. But is, is, um, uh, is, even, even if is, you is know he it, Middle Eastern or Indian uh, or something? No, he's not. He's not. No. Yeah, I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, the yeah. linebacker jumps in, who is the, the safety's boy. Yeah. And he starts going at it with Rick also. Yeah. And then at that point, they were just told, you know, like, it's the last game of the season. Like, you guys are done. Take off your pads. Take off your jerseys. And just get like get the hell out of here. Yeah. So when we used to play at that grass field, we had all our stuff by the fence, like a little bit further back at Millennium. Yeah, I know okay. exactly what you're talking so, about. So um, they go and they're getting their stuff. The linebacker's still chirping at Rick, though, who's on the sideline. The DB is kind of cooled down, but the yeah. linebacker's still chirping. He wasn't even in the initial situation. Mm -hmm. So Rick's hearing it. Yeah. He's hearing it. And then all of a sudden, man just turns around and he heads. He's, he's heard enough. He goes back. Yeah. Grabs the guy. Pushes him on the fence. Jeez. And then pretty much like people had to come in and like separate. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. And uh, it was a whole thing, man. But mm. that was, uh, his, that was crazy um, times. His, da his, his daughter, his though. Yeah, yeah. He, I Olivia. See, yeah, I see the that. Yeah. At prom. At prom. Remember when we played the year at Panthers um, with uh, with Ron? Ron Raymond the first year? Yeah, yeah. The and, second, uh, yeah, yeah. And I broke the year my after arm. that. Yeah, the year after that. And I broke my arm and... Um, and then I remember being at the, the prom with a broken arm. Still got it in the club, young age. There you go. Know what you got to do, Did you know? I, I seen her there. She's a chill girl, though. I like her, man. Shout out to that whole, that whole family, yeah, man. Even Isaiah. Family. I seen him years later after he was done football. I seen him, you know, humble guy. I seen yeah. Isaiah. Nah, very, nah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I looked up to him because we know if Isaiah Harris had a coach, Jean, for example, he would have been in the league right now. Yeah. He was too disgusting not to be. He, was, he had that rare combination of he was so big, so thick, mm. but he was still able to move so fast and he was, was so aggressive. He like, reminds me of Saquon. Yeah. yeah but he, but he would have cut, you know cut down a little bit. You know, even like, like a Zeke. Maybe more of like a yeah. Zeke because he was a bruiser. Yeah, man. Oh Either God. a running back or, or even linebacker. But Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. he could have played both. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. nice. He's nice. So I want to I want to jump yeah. into to your program now. So yeah. you, you talked about football a little bit, but yeah. so tell me about the program that you're running because we we, we talked a little bit on the phone the other day, and, yeah. and you give me a little bit of the, the story. I looked up the website a little bit, but I'm yeah. really I'm really excited about this program. So I want to oh, yeah. I want to get your take on it and just get the whole story. So tell me about the program yeah. and what's it called? Okay, so it's called EVT, mm -hmm. which stands for Elevate Time. So basically, I run a well I run a company under my mom's, which is Curiosity Knox. And that's sort of where I help get my insurances and liabilities worked out for the for the kids so that they have the proper insurance, whether there be an injury or something. Mm -hmm. um, my head company is EV Nation. And then underneath, I run a branch of different EVs. So like, a, like I got an like EV uh, bridge, which is sort of like my management for like entertainers and stuff. And then I got like a, my EVT is like Elevate Times. It's my mentorship program. And then okay. I got like my EVB, which is my basketball team. Because okay. we actually started an AU team. Our, our trials are going to be on March 8th. So basically what I'm doing is, it's not a sports program, it's a mentorship program. But So I provide a basic study hall. Mm -hmm. We um, I bring in people to do workshops with the kids and, and different things like that. I bring in guest speakers, like the other day we had Sherrod Baltimore over. Okay, nice. Yeah. Yes, a star of CFL, you know, this guy's a dog. He's man. a great guy. He's dog. Yeah. got a pick in the Grey Cup, and yeah. he's... You know, Screw his talent and stuff. Humble dude. Mm -hmm. Came in not on some on this red blocks guy. Came in on some humble stuff yeah. where he came for, where he came from. You know, the the streets of Baltimore and all that stuff. His story, man. That that's the story you, you got to take and, and learn from. And then for sure, like we had uh, Tristan Bailey over. You know, Officer Bailey. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 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 a police officer. He came over and spoke to the kids and stuff. And uh, we had our child and youth worker Chanel Francois that uh, works in um, you know the Ottawa community with uh, at-risk youth. Mm -hmm. He came and did a workshop and stuff. He's, he's actually the head of my crisis department nice. in my, within my program. So, um, so what happened was is I formed this mentorship program and naturally because I'm an, ath I'm an athletic guy and um, you know the kids, they were just sort of drawn towards me. Well, it started because last summer, a couple of kids seen me train in the park with, with one of my friends and then they came up to me and they're like, we're trying to get, we're trying to train too. 
I say, hey, I'll start training for free. Because I've been coaching since I was 12. Yeah. 23 now. I've always coached and stuff. Um, you know, been a mentor, you know, worked with youth. So, I've, you know, since 12, 23, uh, you know, about to turn 24. I was like 10, 12, you know, in that range. It's, it's been a long, a long time. time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I stay consistent with it. Like when I was um, 16, I was the offense coordinator of the uh, North Gloucester Giants uh, Pee Wee team. Okay. And I think we scored on average 50 points a game. There you go. But we won like three games. Our defense was horrible. Oh, okay. Dude, yeah. we scored... You got to have that balance. We scored 76 points one game and lost. Yeah, that's that's got to be a record. That's got to be a record. That's crazy. This is crazy. Like, I was like... So literally, just literally score, 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 that's score. That's all it and was. they scored last kind of thing? Well, we had this kid named Lovely who's not Clearwater. Okay, yeah, yeah. Lovely, uh, what's his name? Like yeah, some, some, crazy, some crazy pronunciation. He's with Kojan, but he was our he was our quarterback slash receiver. We moved him around, and we had Josh Baca. Oh, okay, yeah, Josh Baca was on the team, and this kid named Jeremy, big fullback and stuff. So we had some bars on that squad, and then we just man, we you know, so like I've been doing this thing for a long time. So yeah. uh, naturally, I'm just like okay. Well, all these kids were mentoring and stuff. It's great. We're doing workshops with them. You know, we got you know uh, Chanel's great because he has like the. He brings, like, food for the kids and stuff. You know, we need an extra backpack for one of our kids. He got the backpack. Like, he's awesome, be, Because, yeah, because it's, so, it's, it's, you know, in his, uh, it's in his, like, mandate to help, right? So, like, for example, when you're, like, a child and youth counselor, when you're a doctor, when, you know, even when you get your standard first aid, mm-hmm. you are now uh, legally liable if you do not help when, yeah. when, there's a, when there's an option presented to help. Yes. Like, as a doctor, you can't say no. Mm-hmm. And um, as a child and youth worker, if there's a child in need, you are not allowed to deny that child of service. That's a good thing. Because, yeah. No, of course, because you can, they, they can bring you to court and they yeah. can you know, get you in trouble. So, um, so this is the thing. So we, we did up all the calculations. We basically sat down and because, you know, we provide weight room and stuff. Mm-hmm. We provide um, even recruiting for the kids and stuff. I mean, because I work with Kojan, you know, our program has connections to the NCAA, Division mm-hmm. I schools, D2 schools. We got some NAIA schools, uh, JUCOs, prep schools, high schools in the States, um, CIS schools, SEJEPs. Like, you know, it's not that we know everybody. We just know uh, different people yeah. within those uh, certain sections. But um, A couple of pipelines. Hey, yeah. We got pipelines, though, for real. Yeah. We got pipelines. and. You know, even just trying to, I'm not just trying to get pipelines for the kids that are the, the best talented, even some of them that, that, you know, need to work on their game a little bit more, I'll put it that way. You know, we just had Heritage College right across the bridge that came over, to, that it's willing to take five of my grade 12 applied kids. There you go. You know, well, one of the kids is actually an academic, but nonetheless, he, he had no recruitment before. Yeah. But now he has a place to go to play is ball. For basketball? For basketball. Okay. So what we do, you know, they go to the school and then we send out their film. Because at the end of the day... It's good if you're training stuff, but you need a coach to vouch for you. Mm-hmm. Auto recruiting stuff works through coaches. So basically, yeah, so the program started as a mentorship program. We were doing a study on everything. Naturally, we had all these kids and stuff. And we're like, okay, this, because we're, pro- we're providing this all for free. We literally did the calculations because we do like educational trips as well. Mm-hmm. So like I had a bunch of my kids go to a teen entrepreneurship workshop held by uh, Alfonso Cuadra. He, um... He has a, a child and youth foundation that, um, or a, a, yeah, a kids foundation that sponsors my program. Okay, nice. So it's called the Quadra Youth Foundation, a CYF. And um, so he, he helps sponsors me. He's, he's, he's awesome too, man, because he's, he's a dude, like, this guy owns, like, over 500 properties in Canada wow. and stuff. Okay. And, like, I mean, one property could have, like, 36 units, like this guy. And he has, like, 11 companies. Mm-hmm. But he still has the humbleness to help me out and, like, talk to me, not like he's, like, above me. Yeah. We're on the same level and stuff and that really gives me a lot of uh, a lot of confidence he's also one of my mentors as well nice um so um you know he's done great things also like i work with the the gm of the quadra youth foundation as well it's his daughter the, mm-hmm. if you know her uh talia quadra you know her oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah. T- Tyler, yeah. she worked at mcdonald's with jackson before. yeah 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 jackson okay, yeah, 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 yeah jackson bennett yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 so she she's awesome man she's been around the program she's um she's our head of um she's like our child program coordinator so okay. she like will determine like so Chanel ha- handles like the crisis and all that stuff, does workshops with the kids and all that, and then she'll sort of point the kids in the direction they need to go. Hey, yes. I think these kids need, you know, we need to bring in business uh, business program in here. We need to bring in financial literacy. These kids need more. She's like, she did, directs yeah. all that part, nice. right? Nice. Because it's because there's a lot to it, and we're, we're handling a lot of different areas, I can't do it all myself. Like mm-hmm. my basketball team, we have four coaches that are going to be, uh, we're starting an AU team. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to go down to Montreal. We're going to go down to the States. And it's going to be a free team. Nice. So it's, it's one of those. It's like, you know, even just to practice on the AU team is, and you're going to be looking around at $3,000 and $6,000 for like two practices a week for like a That's month, nuts. month and a half. 
So yeah, so this is this is what we're doing, man. We're gonna be doing a lot of fundraising, you know, uh, a lot of sponsorships coming up and stuff. So this is the way we're gonna go about things, and, and that's the one thing about the program. It's always gonna remain open in terms of price. I want it free, zero, because the reason why is once you start putting money in things, it gets political, mm -hmm. it gets this, it gets that. So I yeah. just want to make it easier on everybody, and we're just yeah. you know just people who want to help, right? Yeah. And then at the same time too, because we're working with kids, like I've worked as a, at the downtown YMCA, I was uh, did like summer camps and stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, one of the one of the things about that process is everybody is put through a screening process because you need to make sure everybody has their before uh, they can help out. Yeah, okay. the certifications, yeah. the background check, the vulnerable sectors, mm -hmm. all that stuff needs to be checked. Even the, the yeah, the vulnerable sector does the criminal record check and all that. So uh, everything needs to be lined up a specific the specific right way, right? Yeah. And then um, you know, working with other programs too around the city like Ottawa Phoenix uh, basketball okay. yeah. with uh, Coach uh, Andy Waterman. Like he's been great to me. He's been honestly like the the best thing he's one of the best people he's he's been helping me a, a lot just making sure i'm managing things right and at the same time too i've been providing a lot of recruiting services for his kids nice. so basically the program man what it is is i'm just coming i'm coming by and i'm just saying look i'm not promising you anything i'm not giving you anything you earn everything you get mm -hmm. but you're gonna get it you're gonna get it for free so all you gotta do is show up so you know what I mean? That kid that doesn't got it or whatever, that doesn't have the money to pay for, you know, say a, a gridiron or um, or you know these other a Titan or like yeah. these other programs and stuff. He can come to my program. He can get the workouts. He can get the study hall because we go through everything. We go mm -hmm. through the transcripts. We got we teach the kids about what an SAT is, an ACT, an SSAT, and what are the differences. Like we we run through all that lane because kids kids are they're getting told that they're gonna get recruited to the to the states B Smith, but they're in applied courses that yeah. don't even translate. Yeah. And then on top of that too, the coaches are never looking at the grades. Mm -hmm. They're never looking at the transcripts and the yeah. different things. And the reason why like people say, well, oh, why do you think kids need to go to the states? And uh, kids don't need to go to the states. But if they have a full ride scholarship to a great institution that'll give them a lot of opportunities, why don't we just leave the option open? Exactly. And then they can make their own choice exactly. whether they want to go or not. Exactly. So yeah. um so this yeah, this is how this is how we're rolling, man. We got a really good team. There's other great ones too, like Manak Lawal, who runs uh, Presidential Hoops. Okay. Uh, that's like big bro to me. You know, he's 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 amazing, amazing trainer too. Like I would put him right up there. So, he's really good. And then we got, um, you know, Chris Charette, played at LR, trained at the Orleans. Sounds very team. familiar, but I I don't know if I remember it per se. So he sounds familiar. So he's head coach of the senior boys, uh, Sammy G basketball team. Okay. He's gonna come help coach, and then um, yeah, that that's our coaching staff, man. And we're we're still open to other coaches coming through. But we need to monitor them, and I want to see the experience too. I want to know what what you're what you're on because our coaches right now, like, like nobody is is making a living off of this, you know. Yeah. So everybody's doing it from the heart. And then even for our football side, Chanel played football, right? Mm -hmm. So he helps out with the football too. I played football. I help mm -hmm. out the football. Um, Benjamin Chambe, who just got a D1 offer to um, an HBCU school, Bethune Cookman helps out with the football. Corlin Challenger is a coach in the program. Yeah, you Corlin. know, you know Corlin, man. Yeah, yeah. Come on, now. Yeah, he's yeah. at Man Allison. I mean, he's one of the best special teams players in the country right now. Mm -hmm. He's gonna if he doesn't get drafted for receiver, he'll get drafted for special teams, one hundred percent. But he, but because he can run, dude. Yeah, once run. they give him a chance, he'll be good. He just needs to get a shot. Yeah. So, um, so we got a lot of great coaches in the program. People backing it. I know, like even Officer Bailey is down to work with the program stuff. He's already agreed. We talked, and he keeps up with me and stuff. You know, so there's a lot of great people around, around what's 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 going on and what's happening. We're actually currently in the stage of uh, finding um, an extra space. We're looking for a spot because we're doing study out at the library, and then we're sort of moving to different locations to work out. But we're looking uh, to rent in one one spot yeah. so we can do everything. So we got something in mind, and I think that will come nice. very within the next month, very soon. But um, but yeah, so that's nice. sort of what the what the program is all about, man. We, awesome. And what we do, so what we do in the program is we, we break down kids, but we don't break them down to instill fear. We break them down to build confidence. So my program's not like, it's not like a boys and girls club where it's like a just come drop your kid off type thing and just play whatever. Like mine is very, everything, it's a tight ship, right? Everything is boom, boom, boom. Everything's set up. They have a schedule. Because you got to have that structure. Yeah. Yeah. They know there's an attendance sheet. They know there's a attendance sheet. They know when they're coming in. They know what workout they're doing. They, the workouts are on the board and stuff. You know, I'm going through the workouts with them and stuff. Like everything is very like, like on, you know, it's, it's all laid out for them. Yeah. So, um, and we, we got to do it that way. Cause we got to build our young men and women. We can't just let them 
and do what they want. Yeah. And even with me, you know, I'm 23, but these kids aren't saying, yo, yo what up, AJ? What's good? Uh, <laughs> yeah. they're, like, they're like, what's they up, They see coach? you as that, that figure that should be respected. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That, that oh, coach, yeah. that coach kind of role. It's, yeah, it's yes, sir, yes, coach. There's no in-between. Yeah. Right? So, like, even for me, like, with this program, man, I just, um, Coach John hooked me up with a, with a well, I, I played well enough when I went down to JUCO in Florida. And um, I got myself a full ride to an even better Juco in Kansas. I can't remember the name Coach John was talking about it. But I basically told him, man, I love what I'm doing and all that. Like, give that to one of my buddies. So yeah. ho hopefully that will happen soon nice. so I can go tell my buddy the good news. But yeah. basically said, man, full ride there. You know, a lot of D1s coming out of there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm 23 now. Like, I love what I'm doing, man. I got a good setup, a good team and stuff in, in Ottawa, too. Like, we want to even eventually um, do, like, a community housing thing. Nice. So some nice. of our kids that have, um, you know, issues and stuff would be able to be there with, like, a one of our, like, child and youth counselors just to monitor them and stuff, mm -hmm. right? Because um, it would just be a lot easier to manage some of the kids. Because we got extreme cases. We got we got the kid, like, living in Orleans with the two parents with a good job and stuff like that to the kid with, you know, technically kind of, like, no parents at home, yeah. right? So we got... The, we got both sides of the spectrum, but we're not, um, it is a program designed for inner city kids, yeah. but we'll never say no to a kid. Yeah. We, we, first of all, like, like ethically, I would never say no to a kid. Yeah. And legally as well, we cannot say no to a kid because, yeah. you know, so mm -hmm. that's how we're moving with this, yeah. with this whole thing, man. Does it ever hit you that you're such a, an important part of these kids' lives mm -hmm. and that like the things that you're doing for them are so beneficial for them. Like how, how does that make you feel that you're such a positive influence on so many different kids' lives So that need that? So this is a question I've thought about before. This is a question I've been asked. Um, usually the, you know, the, the typical answer would be like, oh, like I'm, you know, I love it. It's amazing. Like it's a really great thing for the community, blah, 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 blah. Cliche, cliche. Maybe throw in a little motivational quote. Yeah, yeah. Bang. No, 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 no. I'm actually, I'm actually very, I'm very, worried and kind of sad about that because mm. I don't do anything crazy for the kids. All I do is is I, I take my time with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not sitting there, you know, blowing smoke up there, you know what, you know, making them feel good about themselves. I'm literally just getting them on track. I'm showing them how to be successful and I'm not like to me it's nothing, right? It's just it's just my time. That's yeah. all it is. You know, I'm not gaining a profit out of these kids. I, that's not what I'm about. So mm -hmm. um I would say that it is a little shocking when like for example, I'm with a kid for a month, and like all I've actually no, no, there was one kid that I literally had two conversations with for about ten or fifteen minutes, and the kid looked at me, and the kid said, "Man, AJ, you don't realize like, you've done more for me in my life than anybody has." Wow. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "That's gotta hurt a little bit, dude." That hurt because what what if I was what if I was faking? What if I was lying to the kid and feeding them lies? Mm. Now he, that's why his kids are so easily influenced, right? Yeah. And that's why these games and different things can influence the kid too, because you're showing them something good. Mm -hmm. You're showing, you know, showing them money, something. You're showing them this. You're yeah. Showing them women, whatever. You're showing, you're showing something good, and they believe it, right? Mm -hmm. So even with me, just there, I'm like, yo, the kid barely knows me, and he's telling me that. And I know the kid's real too. Mm -hmm. I know the kid's telling me the truth. It's mm -hmm. just that, why is this kid not being provided with the support? What's what's going on here? And, and even with all the shootings and stuff lately, I mean, the shooting's been happening. You know, now people, everybody wants to put on social media and all that stuff. Yo, this thing's been happening, so it's like, you know, and, and the guns are starting to come in because kids don't want to fight no more, and we all get that and stuff. But at the end of the day, yo, we can talk, blah blah blah, get upset, put an IG post, oh, you know, you know, RIP and, and all that stuff. It's like, it's like, good, RIP, yes, mm -hmm. rest in peace, God bless, love you and your family. But what are we doing to change this? What are we actually doing? Yeah. I'm all about action. Yeah. The thoughts and prayers aren't like. That's one of my, that's one of my like pet peeves. Like yeah. something crazy happens, and then people all oh, thoughts and prayers, thoughts mm -hmm. and prayers, and of course I'm I'm not trying to diminish the value of yeah. thoughts and prayers, mm -hmm. but it, I, sometimes almost to me it feels like like a talking point, like like okay someone died thoughts and prayers, okay this person thoughts and prayers mm -hmm. thoughts and prayers. It's like there's got to be like you said there's got to be a next step. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I feel like your program is is one of those next steps where it's where it's taking kids who could be going down, could potentially be mm -hmm. going down a, a wrong path, mm -hmm. and bringing them on that right path. So yeah. where did you get the motivation to start the program? Was that the motivation to start the program or did it come from elsewhere? So I'll what be honest with you. Started? So what pushed me to start it was because I always wanted to do this since I was 14, an after school program. Mm -hmm. um, because when I was 14, I sat down, I looked at my own conditions and I'm like, okay, like I want to be the person to change this because I had nobody there to change it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it was one of those. So I basically, what I, the way the company actually started 
was to, so this is my outreach program in the community, right? So this is like, this is not how I make money. Let's just say that I have my business where I make money. Yep. This is my community help. Yep. It's two, totally two separate things. But so basically when I started the business, I wanted to, um, well, when I started the business, I wanted to slash I'm going to um, start uh, developing programs to teach like corporation stuff, how to build like winning cultures and stuff, how mm-hmm. to build those proper uh those proper mindsets, right? So it's all like self-development and stuff. Yeah. You can call it life coaching, but I, I, life coach just sounds too, uh, it's not. It's one a, of those overused terms. Yeah, yeah, like like you, you can't be a life coach if you ain't ever been through shit, mm-hmm. you know? Just yeah. be honest, you know, you can't. So, um, you know, my story and stuff, where I come from and stuff, you know, I, I got the experience, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I got all the degree here, degree here, degree here, that's great, but, you know, I've been through it, so. Um, mm-hmm. So I started building that, and uh, I started doing like some different uh, conferences, you know, with churches, with schools, and different things, going to speak. And then um, I sort of sat back, and I'm just like, okay, like this is all great and everything, you know what I mean? It's bringing me notoriety, you know, even a little checker here, you know. I'm just, but I'm just thinking, I'm like, um, okay, um, what am I actually doing for my community? Though, am I really helping a kid like me, or am I, or am I kind of just, you know? F- trying to fit in and do do the motivational speaking thing, right? Yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm not with that because I'm I'm real, right? So I had to be real with myself. So I sat back and I'm just like, okay, because um, I've been like I did this in Florida. This program actually started in Florida. Okay. I worked with like church kids and stuff. So then uh, I decided, okay, I gotta bring this back to my own city, and I gotta do this the right way. So started working out these kids the proper free. Then I went back to Florida a second time, and uh, I kept in contact with the kids. That's all I did. Group chat, mm-hmm. kept in contact. How's your grades? How's this? Nah, nah, nah. And the kids were amazing, you know, working with me and stuff. And then when I came back within the last last three months, man, I got here, I think, in December. You know, it's three or four months, something like mm-hmm. that. I'm not really keeping track like yeah. that. But uh, the program blew up. So I don't know I don't know how it blew up, if I'm going to be honest with you. It just, God's been sending blessings, and I'm not going to say no. Yeah. So yeah. and I feel like when you're genuine and you have good intentions, mm-hmm. that good things good, good things come to those kind of people, right? Yeah. If you if you went into it with with malintent, sometimes yeah. those people sneak through the cracks and you see that, but yeah. but a lot of times it will it will kind of blow up in their face. But yeah. like you said, like you have you have the good intentions in mind. Mm-hmm. You're there to help the kids yeah. and bring them along. Be that that kind of force, not even force. Be that kind of that presence in their lives that you said you wanted to have when you were 14. So yeah. like, that's super important, man. Mm-hmm. I, my hats off to you for sure. Like that's a that's a big thing. That. But even like kids in the south, for example, these kids they have no recruiting. They have nothing there. They know they're not getting out. You know what I mean? They have no study hall. You know, well the kids on the basketball team do because Mr. Kozleg and Miss Sainamore that are the coaches there do mm-hmm. things, and Mr. McPherson, Mr. Ramirez, and there's a couple others. They do things by the book, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But the issue is that you know there's not much. Those resources are more in the east end now because of Kojan. So I'm trying to bring it throughout the city to the right kids, right? Yes. So my heart's like. Like, I live in the east, so I live near Beacon Hill Mall, but my heart's in the south. Mm. Because I went to that school, I know those type of kids. I was that kid, so my heart's in the south. And this is why I opened it up, opened up the program. It was mainly a Donald Jasmine area. I opened it up to the south. I'm nice. like, yo, bring, come here. You know, come yeah. here where you need help. And I know even those west kids need help, too. But right now, where I'm at, I need to help close to home. Yeah. So eventually, we will be expanding it. But we got to make sure a lot of people, like, like, look at Target, for example. Target came here and said, oh, we got this great idea. We got Target. Oh, we're a good name. Boom. We're going to put 100 stores. And it folded. You, yeah. you expanded too quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to expand too quick. I'm going to make sure it's running established and all that. And then build slowly by slowly. There you go. So kind of like, you know, the Will Smith put the brick once, uh, one lay, one brick at a time. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, there's a big wall, whatever. That's yep. that's the way I'm moving with it. So I'm moving genuine. Um, I'm not trying to steal other programs, kids. Uh, I think that's one thing that people need to know, other athletic teams need to know. Um, if the kids end up leaving the program and stuff and coming with us, there's nothing I can do. I cannot di- deny a kid because we are not a sports program, we're a mentorship program, and legally I'm bound to help kids. I can't deny a kid that needs that needs the help. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's what it is because we're basically, we're, we're the safety net for kids that don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And plus, we want to be honest with you, our program has more recruiting than half these freaking teams in Ottawa. Yeah. Probably most of them, if you want yeah. to be honest with you. So it's one of those where it's like, what is best for the kid? Because yeah. I don't, if the kid thinks the best thing for him is go to this team, I'm going to tell go. Yeah. Go. I got kids in my program that are not even in my basketball team that play for Phoenix. Because it's not a sports program. It's, yeah, mentorship You come program. here, like my football kids, I send them to the Maroons mm-hmm. to play with Kojan. I just, what I do is, 
like I got a kid named Sam in my program. I'm not gonna give the last name because you know he can't. Yeah, yeah. Kid is an amazing kid. I coached this kid in football when he was about 12. Okay, Sam is a dancer. Okay. Slash like business guy. He's in the program. Nice. So it's not, you know what I mean? I mean, dance is kind of like. Yeah, he's kind of athletic. So, yeah. so, you know what I mean? So he comes and works out because they just, kids like to work out, right? And um, so it's not about like this sport, that sport. Like basically, you come in a program, you tell me what you want to do in life. I'm going to make sure that if it's a sport that you have a, not a backup plan, but you have something to align with that. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, I mean, if you want to be an, a pro athlete, you got to be a businessman because mm -hmm. now everything's business. If you want to um, say, if you even want to, uh, you know, play a sport, but you want to do something in the sports realm, we got sports management, kinesiology. There's a lot of different ways to move in the same realm of something that you love mm -hmm. and not play pro because, you, you know, most guys aren't going to play professional exactly. sports. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure, you know, we can put them a lot of guys on the path to. Yes. But at the end of the day, you got to go pro. Mm -hmm. I can't make you go pro. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, um, so yeah, so if a kid comes, man, leaves and leaves here just because he thinks he has a better opportunity, then it's it would be selfish for, for those teams to get upset. And if my kid left my program because there was a better opportunity, mm -hmm. it would be selfish for me to say no. Exactly. I wish I wish more coaches in, in Ottawa had that attitude because how many times have you heard of or seen like a, a player will switch from, from one team to another or mm -hmm. one program to another, they'll leave a program, and the coaches are, are pissed off and they're mad. Yeah. And I find a lot of times it, it relates back to coaches that want to win games like you're saying yeah. like it, the first thing and you actually reminded me now like yeah. something you said earlier that I never even thought about but it's so important that like usually people will say okay it's about you know getting the kid better first and uh and like that child's development and them having fun then winning games but you even took it a step further you said safety first which is yeah which is key then that player development that mm. personal development of the guy and mm. then after that Maybe other things, and then winning games. But not not even yeah. that. Safety part of safety is mental health. Yeah, yeah. That's why we that's why we do exercise programs mm -hmm. because it's all mental health. Mm -hmm. It's it's good. It brings the right, you know, endorphins in the body. It yeah. gets everything moving. You know, it's it it's exercise is amazing. It mm -hmm. it it's medicine. It's medicine. Mm -hmm. It's it's medicine, and it's it's the thing about it is you with our program you don't got to go buy the medicine at the store. Mm -hmm. It's going to make it's you right feel there. weird and all that. It's right here. Mm -hmm. It's natural, healthy, or it's organic. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but with no organic price to it. You know yes, what I'm saying? So yes. that's um that, that's the way we move with this. And the thing, too, like the mental health. You As a coach, you can't be talking things about this kid because he left and this. And that's bad for the kid's mental health. Mm -hmm. The kid's going to feel weird, not know what to do. Nah, nah, nah. You know, you make him feel anxious. Then you got coaches telling other kids. The kids start hating on the kid because he left. Man, you gotta just man let the kid go where he wants to go, mm -hmm. and this is why these kids, some of these kids in the city, man, they've been leaving their programs to come with me and stuff. What what can I do? I you know what you I mean. Have to take them in. What well, I have to take them in. So yeah. you know what you you want to leave that program and come with me, and I'm gonna do things the right way and help you out because mm -hmm. they they know kids know when somebody is is playing with them. That's why everybody's so attracted to Kojan. Kojan is yo most humblest guy, man. He's got it like that, but he's yeah. humble. You would never know. You know what I mean? I remember, like, even, like, like, uh, like I never knew he had, like, an Audi. Now he's got his Toyota truck and all that stuff and different things. And, like, it was so crazy to me because, like, at practice, you'd see, like, you'd show up with the do-rag yeah, and, like, yeah. big Haitian guy. You sweatpants, know what I mean? Sweater, yeah. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, you go out to his car, and he's got inside hung up his suit that he wears during the day and then his Audi. I'm like, holy jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But that's just that. It's, it's just, Ottawa's just a, we got to get the culture right because the problem is we're working in, we're working in split divisions. We're working in little cliques when like Montreal and different places, it's more, it's more open mm -hmm. to recruiting. Because at the end of the day, what actually will make Ottawa better is if all the coaches start working together and not care about if their kids leave and stuff. Mm -hmm. So we can start bringing different coaches. Once we bring these states coaches to the city and stuff, we can start opening it up to the whole Ottawa. Exactly. It would help the brand of Ottawa. Yeah. But because it's split. And because people want to do things like people want to do things like this, right? So say I'm a coach, and you're a coach from another program, okay? We talk, we have a little bit of relationship. I bring a coach to town, okay? I then get one of your kids recruited by that coach, and now you go telling people that you have the plug to that coach when I have the mm -hmm. plug to the coach, yeah. and you say that you sent the kid there when I sent him there, technically, yeah. Or you used me to send him there, yeah. 
that's it's snaky, slimy things. Yeah. Because you can't call that coach and be boys, boys, exactly. or whatever. But I can. Exactly. So you don't got nothing mm -hmm. without me. So this this is the and because they do that because when they say that it then adds value props right? themselves up they and, feel like they're that guy you know and then they put up their prices and stuff mm -hmm. and then the, now more kids come in and so they can make, it's I've all money x amount of kids to yeah so I have a coach I won't I won't name his name yeah I'll tell you after the podcast yeah. you know his name <laughs> he sat me down in Tim Hortons okay he sat in my house he could see my project housing right right from the Tim Hortons he could see the damn house was connected to the other house brown building looked like I haven't been renovating years mm -hmm. he could see it. Sitting there, he's like, "Oh, you want me to buy you something?" I'm like, ah. he, bu he bought me a chocolate milk. You know, thanks. Buys me a chocolate milk, then hands me a pamphlet. Starts talking to me about these guys. He that he has like this key to like this this secret recruiting database that shows him what guys teams are getting and stuff mm -hmm. and all that. It was a big hocus pocus yeah. nonsense, right? And I I could sniff it out for a second, but then um after the thing, I'm I'm thinking, okay, this guy's gonna help me get recruited, whatever. I'm not really sure, but. And he's like, yeah, just um, he's like, we can put you on a payment plan. So I'm like, whoa. He didn't even talk about until any the money end, yeah, yeah. until the end. So I'm like, okay, okay. How much, you know? As I'm looking that's at... That's the chocolate milk you took a sip of? <laughs> that's the chocolate milk. Yeah. And I'm looking at the, my project housing right there. Because I know he's about to... I don't know what he's about to say. I'm like, wow, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm looking at He looks at me. He says, uh, $3,000. Per... To get me recruited. Three, I gotta pay this guy a flat rate. I gotta get this guy three thousand. Hey, we're going to payment plan, but in the back, I gotta give him three thousand mm. to get me recruited to a school that I know he can't get me recruited to. Mm. So it's just it's stuff like that, man. I've seen guys charge kids more than that, and where does the kid end up? They end up down the street at Carlton when they're supposed to go to a D one or something. Yeah. So that, this is the this is the issue. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, this is the this is the problem. So, you know, you know what? We're going to start this. We, well, we have this program now. We're going to start getting kids recruited out. Two of my kids are already getting recruited to Episcopal okay. in Alexandria, to Virginia. basketball, right? Uh, yes, okay. basketball. And uh, we're going to get some football kids, too, recruited there. We're in talks with a coach. And uh, we also, uh, like schools, we went down to Christ the King mm -hmm. and a Catholic Moore High School in the States. Uh, they're interested in our guys. They want to come up and see our guys. I mean, um, Coach Jean sent me as a, his assistant, so I'm a representative of Coach Jean. But both of our programs, the Fighting Maroons yes. and my basketball program, are you know with, associated closely. So they want to come up and see our guys. So I went down. So for example, Christ the King is uh, one of the three high schools sponsored by Le LeBron James. Okay. And they're the only school in New York that plays on ESPN. So I was there That's at the game. School, I was at the game with the coaches and stuff. I mean, one of the coaches there. Shout out to you know Coach Arthur Cox, man. He'd been there 27 years. He was telling me this guy, man, is is humble, humble dude, amazing. You could tell he's he knows what he's doing, you know. Um, and even Coach Brown, the head coach there of the football team, like they were all chill. But even like Coach Cox, this guy, man, at um, he, I think he had coached with Lamar Odom and stuff, and then he coached Ron Artest. Wow. Okay. So you know, and and. He didn't even say Metta World Peace. He said Ron Artest. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you know, you know. So it's like, and then at the other school, Catholic Moore, I mean, I'm talking to the athletic, the athletic director. This guy uh, trains uh, Gordon Hayward in the NBA. Okay, from the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. So he's trains Gordon Hayward. This guy played at Notre Dame four years. He's in the Staten Island Hall of Fame for the most points scored or whatever. And then he played 10 years pro and was on sports, cover of Sports Illustrated. Jeez. So, man, like this, like I'm talking to these people, getting these recruiting things for the kids, man. And I'm just doing it off of love, man. Off of love. Mm -hmm. Ain't no, I'm losing money on these trips. You know yeah. what I mean? Ain't I was no. gonna ask you. So, like, how yeah. do you how do you handle the the financial burden? Because, like mm -hmm. you said, it, it it is important to have that program that's yeah. like a gridiron, like mm -hmm. a Titan. But for for kids in that situation who mm -hmm. might who don't have the money to go to gridiron, yeah. don't have the money to go to Titan, they could come to you. Yeah. How how hard is it to subsidize the the, the cost of running the program, like? When you're not bringing money directly from the kids in the program, it's it's all sponsors. It's okay. all people that you know what I mean. Uh, businesses want to give you a thirty percent write off because they save money by doing that. Okay. Because you know lowers the, the corporate taxes, the yeah. corporate tax and all yeah. that, and then they don't got to pay as much. So actually, they're saving money by giving you money. Fair enough. Okay, give me the money. Let me help the kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And even still, but we our sponsors. So the Quadra Youth Foundation sponsor us. Sponsors us. Alfonso Quadra, man, this guy is. Hold real estate workshops where you gotta pay thousand thousand dollars to go. Like this guy's legit, mm -hmm. and he's willing to help us. So you know what I mean. You got guys like that. His his daughter uh, Talia Quadra, she's the GM of it. She's awesome with us. Even my boy BJ, he runs a uh, Quicks Apparel. 
Mm-hmm. You, you know, Quicks, you heard it? It's a clothing line? I think so. So even he helps out, you know what I mean? And we got other sponsors too, and it works and all that stuff. We got a fashion show coming up at Decathlon. Okay. Oh, yeah, I should mention that. Fashion show, be there. March 31st, Decathlon. March 31st, all yeah. right. Nice, nice. It's going to be at Decathlon, man. We're going to do it with the kids modeling and stuff. We're going to have the sponsors in the building. You know, it's it's going to be... It's gonna be awesome, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Um, you know, um, we're gonna start selling tickets in about a week, and then we're gonna get this thing rolling, man. We're thinking it's, it's gonna be you know t- ten dollar tickets type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we we'll go early bird special. You know, it's not not too pricey. We just we just want to start that relationship with the community, right? So we're gonna bring like you know we're gonna bring some police officers, we're gonna bring community leaders, we're gonna be business people and stuff. You know, Alfonso will be there with his crew and stuff. So. I'm going to bring a lot of good people. We want to bring like-minded individuals in the city mm-hmm. because basically what my company, the reason, the idea of my company is, so EV Nation is a network. So EV Nation, it's, it's to try to bring people together to elevate. That's why it's elevate, yeah. right? And I believe that you, you know, you, you don't have to elevate alone. You know what I mean? I mean, a plane. It's hard to elevate alone. I mean, look you at a plane. It's got the wing here, wing here, mm-hmm. the body. It's got different parts to it, right? Yeah. So that, that's what I believe in. Um, you know, elevating together. So I'm trying to help auto not just uh, socially but economically as well because if we put those business people in the room with community leaders and stuff, we can start to create some form of synergy within the auto community yeah. because I feel that, well, of course, naturally in, in a political government town, it's not going to be, it's going to be one-sided. You know, we got the NDP, liberals, and conservatives and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go outside of that and we're just going to link all like-minded people together so that the resources can be put to where they need to be. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, you know, eventually in the future, we're looking at, you know, getting a facility for the program and stuff and different things. So there's a lot of things we're trying to do, but we need people to be on board yeah. and we need people to understand what's going on. I even think, um, you know, like a, one thing that could be great is like a, like a, maybe like a black youth center or something mm. like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there is like a lot. I mean, it could be centered around other things and all that, but... Even, uh, I don't like to get too much into the racial thing because I got white kids in my program, black kids, you know, kids all the Arab kids, all different. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I have a lot of black children in my, in my uh, program, and uh, I do notice different races have different, um, well, you know, there's the thing that we're all one human race. Yeah, I get that, but we have different cultures. There's we different do things struggles, di- There's different too, struggles, too. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, maybe something for them because there is a large population of black kids that need a little extra for sure for little sure. extra space where they can go and feel feel welcome with their yeah. culture right and that's one thing i think about the program why it's so attractive to a lot of uh, a lot of kids of uh you know that are mixed and stuff and a lot of kids you know from these different areas and stuff is because you know we we accept who the kids are we teach them how to be professional you know what i mean we mm-hmm. teach them how to act right and all that stuff in the environment but we let them be who they want to be nice within within the realms obviously of the professionalism yeah. and all that. So, for example, um, you know, this guy, this kid named uh, kid named Henley, he's a good kid, man, grade 11, 6'4", basketball kid. He's a legit kid. A kid walks in and uh, his hair's all nappied up, right? <laughs> so I told him, I said, yo, what's going on with your hair? He's like, what? I said, yo, comb that thing before you come in the room. He said, don't you come in here like that again. So I got the kid to get him to pick to comb out his hair and stuff so he looked proper so nice. he came in. So it's like accepting their cultures and stuff, but working with it to me. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, and like, the, I, guess where I got that from? Kojan. Probably told told something to similar to you or someone around you, right? I, I was in, um, when because Kojan was actually a, a substitute teacher at St. Pat's. I thought right. they were going to get him, but they didn't end up hiring him. You know, because they do um, by seniority and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's always ways and stuff. But, you know, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, but, uh, politics. Mm, I don't want to get into that. But um, so I remember Coach John being in his classroom. Um, they kind of gave him some of the behavioral classrooms and stuff. You know what I mean? The applied courses, yeah. the academic. Cause Tougher that, kids to handle. Kind yeah, of yeah. But then they were shocked because he took a class with terrible grades and stuff. And then all of a sudden they had high grades and they were listening and stuff. And everybody was... Kind of like, Whoa, what's going how's on? How's he doing here? that? How's he doing? Yeah, that? how's he doing that? So I was sitting in the class, just uh, reading a book, waiting for it to lunch to do my physio with him. And um, one kid walks in, and his hair is all messed up. He looks at me, he goes, "Hey, what's up with your hair?" The kid looking at him like, uh, he's like, "You go comb that like yeah. this, like this yeah. to the kid." And the kid went right away, combed his hair out and everything. But you could see like. There was an understanding of like, oh, and they came back, my back coach, my back yeah, coach. Yeah. And then from there on, the kid hair was always nice. Exactly. So, you That's know, training you for the real world, right? Because yeah. I know people People always say like, oh, like you, 
you're not supposed to judge a book by by its cover and you could have any anything now and people aren't supposed to judge you mm. but you and I both are like that doesn't that doesn't make a difference right dude like, dude would you first of all would you want somebody working with your kids that wasn't properly um, had proper hygiene nope. or wasn't didn't have proper etiquette or somebody that didn't carry themselves in a professional manner, like you would not yeah. want that. And would you hire that person? Heck no. Exactly. Right. All my it's coaches. Very important. All my coaches are proper. Mm -hmm. They they move. There's no there's no swearing with the kid doing little jokes here, weird things. No, no, no. Everything is very boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. This is how we go about things. My mom worked. My mom worked for um, who's the company above mine, Curiosity Knox. She worked for CAS for ten years. So that's the Children's Aid Society. Mm -hmm. You know for. Just people that maybe don't don't know what uh, CAS is, so my mom's ran group homes and stuff. Like my mom knows the the she knows the the precautions. She knows the the all the legislation and stuff. She knows the proper way to go about it. So we yeah. are working within the conforms of the law. Yeah, you have to. It can't yeah. be any other way. Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, but nah, man, it's been. It's, been tiring man but you know what it, it's just just try to try to get everything you know set up and running but now it's it's on the go now it's it's moving so um we have our au um our au trials which are march 8th at the ra center at billings bridge yeah it's coming up let me check the time real quick right here we got them. so yeah so the way it works though is the kids that are on the au team have to be involved in our mentorship program just because we can't vouch for a kid when we go in tournament tournaments mm -hmm. that's not in the program because we haven't seen their grades exactly. and stuff yeah if a coach asks you about their grades what's this kid like you might have no idea yeah. exactly so i need to know the character it's not yeah. just that any kid can just show up and be yeah. a part of the team because they see the hype i don't even care about the hype yeah we got the new jerseys um we got the new jerseys coming and everything you know we got like you know all that cool stuff the sponsors and all that that's great that's hype that's okay but we're about the recruiting part where are we getting these kids to yeah, you can show up, you know, with the alternate jersey, Ottawa Ice jersey. You know, we're gonna have a black with a, you know, like almost like a glacier look. It's gonna nice. be, it's gonna, oh, it's gonna be fire. I'm like that, the old school jazz jerseys. Kind of like yeah, that, okay. exactly. So we're gonna have, yeah, kind of like that. So, but um, but it's like that's great and everything. You show up with, the, but where is the kid going to? Where is he getting recruited? Is he actually getting an offer? And when he gets a scholarship offer, does he have the grades to be eligible? Precisely. I because everything's a sliding scale. Like a lot of, like I had parents uh, of kids in my program that didn't know that applied courses do not. Go to, you can't get to university right away. That's scary. That's scary that a, that a parent wouldn't know that. Dude, that, this is this is the this is the this is the most scariest thing. Things yeah. like this, I'm seeing. So we got kids that are, um, you know, that now have to go back in grade ten and do their grade nine academic courses because they can do it. They just haven't had anybody telling them to go to homework and club they, and stuff. They're like, oh, I could take the hard class or the easy class. I'm gonna take the easy class because they don't know it's gonna come back and bite them. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so our AU AU trials are March eighth. From 3 to 5 p.m. at the RA Center. That will be on a Sunday, March 14th from 8 to 10 p.m. That will be on a Saturday. That um, will be at the RA. They're all at the RA Center next to Billings Bridge. That's 2451 Riverside Drive. And the third one will be March 21st, 6 to 8 p.m. on a Sunday. Nice. So it's it's all going to be ran. I'm going to invite Sejap coaches out to those um, because the state's coaches can only come at certain times. Okay. But eventually we'll have those state's coaches come up. You know what I mean? We'll have the, the high school, the uh, prep schools in the States and all that stuff. They'll be there with the SAGEPs. They'll come mm -hmm. in our practices in and out and stuff. And we're actually going to hold a showcase uh, late in um, in uh, late April. We're thinking nice. about it right now. We're all the coaches. We're going to bring everyone. Nice. So, yeah. So what do you what do you foresee as your goal of where this program can get to? I know we talked a little bit about having that kind of facility. Mm -hmm. And I, as soon as you told me about the program, I kind of yeah. envisioned that, like, you know, this classroom is on one wing for, like, study hall. Mm -hmm. And they could go right down the hall to the workout gym. That's exactly it. a little field house. And, like, yeah. well, other than that, like, or you, you can even talk about that, too. Like, what do you see as the the goal of of elevate this program for, for mentorship for kids? The the goal of this program, so this program never leaves the kid. So once you leave the, or not even leave the program, you're always in a program. So for example, the kids have, um, the kids get volunteer hours because they take the time out of their own day to come and yep. volunteer their time mm -hmm. to make a better, a better life for themselves. So I give them volunteer hours. Um, they as well, the older ones will coach up the other kids too. I give them um, little tasks to do and stuff, you know, that'll help build their administration skills and different skills that they can use and all that. Mm -hmm. But I think the goal of this program, to be honest with you, is just to just, I mean, the long-term goal is to to keep continuing with the success. 
I mean, we have the blueprint, right? I think a lot of people where they where they mess up in business and different things is that they have a blueprint and they see an opportunity or whatever and they fall off of mm-hmm. the core values that made them, made them come to you. So I, I couldn't tell you that there's any crazy long-term goal. What, 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 I could, what I could tell you is that our goal in general is to get these kids from high school to college or university. You know, if they want to do business, help them with that. Our, we're just a support system to help kids to find their lane. To find where they fit in in society to be successful. This is what we're trying to get kids off the street. Yeah. You know, I'm just that. That's what it is. We've already got kids off the street. So, nonetheless, I mean, that's you know, long term goals are great. Short term goals, right? This everything. Yeah. We just we got a program. It works. We're gonna continue with it. We're gonna let it expand slowly, and we're gonna help as much kids as we can in this that's community. That's awesome, man. That's that's bro. it, man. I'm I'm really proud of you, bro. Like hearing all this and, yeah. and seeing the website and all that, like. Yeah. You're doing such an amazing thing, and I can't wait mm-hmm. to see how you guys go moving forward. Oh, yeah. And we talked about me helping out a little bit, too. That's something I definitely want to get into. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, uh, so, yeah. you know, when my, when my time frees up a little bit, I'm going to yeah. try and be out there and help mm-hmm. out with the football and the training and the study yeah. hall and stuff like that. But yeah. I appreciate you for coming in. Unfortunately, we got to cut it short just because nah, the, the showing is coming up soon. Yeah. But thank you for coming in, AJ. Thank you. Appreciate you. Much Let love, the people homie. know where they can find you on, on social media okay, and all that. All right, all right. Y'all can find me now, right? I've been in, <laughs> been in the shadow for a long time. but So y'all can follow my personal IG at uh, AJ Laren Elevate. Uh, Laren is spelled L-A-R-I-N. Or you can follow the EV Nation page, which is underscore EV Nation. Y'all better follow both. Yeah. Or the mentorship one, which is my program that I'm talking about, is uh, EVT.ElevateTime. So that's all, all right. that's all on IG. So time. that's the mentorship program. That's the main one you want to follow. All right, yo. Thanks, AJ. Yeah, yo, Take man. care, Miss everyone. Boss, man. All right, man. We'll see you soon. Yeah. This be a life, no gimmick.